Welcome to A Culture of the Supernatural. Hi, this is Apostle Jonathan Bird. Using my experience as a springboard, I want to share with you steps that you can take to begin the process of walking in the supernatural. Amazing progress can be made by both men and women who are willing to be discipled. True freedom is a result of understanding and receiving the truth about yourself and your creator. Come and join with me in today's message. So there are a lot of people who are interested in the spirit world. A supernatural mindset comes by walking and experiencing the God of the supernatural. The written word of God is the fountain of our faith. The, the written word of God is not only the fountain of our faith, it is the foundation of our faith. Jesus called it the fountain of living water. He said, drink from this fountain. Whoever drinks from this fountain will never thirst again. When you can get people to drink from the fountain and from the, and, and from the foundation of faith from God's word, their hearts will always be open to the miraculous. Always. You only time you have problem with convincing people that God is a God of the supernatural is when they're using reason, reasoning or they're, 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 they're rigid or religious in their thinking. It was always the religious people that attacked Jesus about the supernatural. Always. It was never the people in the marketplace. It was never the people that lived around him. It was always religious people. Religious people will always attack the supernatural. Remember, they never killed, they never wanted to kill Jesus for what he did, but for what he said, because what he said always opened the heavens among them that caused him to do what he did. What your apostle preaches to you every Sunday, you should hear it at least every day of the week. It should be the meat that you eat all week long. Why? Because it opens you up to the realm of the supernatural because that's where he got the revelation from. We just hear it and pat him on the back and say, oh, great word of prophecy. You know, I've just never seen it like that. And he, you know, he's just probably going to be nice and kind, sweet, you know, so he can get you on your way and, and say, you know, that was just so sweet. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But the last thing he wants you to do is pat him on his back because all glory belongs to the Lord. But he'll be kind about it. Your pastor will be sweet about it, but we surely don't want to take any credit for anything that God gives us. It's there's nothing but his grace and his mercy that we deliver to you. And that is the truth. But every single time you hear the word of the Lord, it, it opens up the realm of the supernatural to you every single time. It's open to you now. And if I was you and I was sitting out there and I were you, Right now, my mind would be on my need. And I say, Lord, in the presence of the Lord, I receive what the man of God says. And the need that I've requested of you, I receive it in the name of Jesus. I thank you that need is being met. I thank you, Lord, that you're doing it exceedingly and abundantly and beyond all that I could ask you for. So in your presence here now, I embrace it. I embrace it as airmarked for me even now. And I thank you for it, Lord. I receive the healing of my body even now. Even now, my ankles and my knees, my back and my neck, my eyes, my wrists, my bones, 
I receive it now in your presence, Lord, in the name of Jesus. That's how you should be thinking in his presence, even now, even now. You know, I was thinking the other day, I was telling my wife, I says, you know, I said, Apostle so pretty smart. And she says, well, what do you mean we always have conversations? They start off like that. And she said, well, what do you mean? I said, it was interesting how he lined this up. I said, he put a teacher before the imparter. Now, if he had put it the other way around, you would have been, something would have been imparted to you that you wouldn't have been able to keep. And I told her, I said, you know, he's pretty smart. He, I said, the Lord told him how to do this. Why? Because your mind has to be renewed to embrace what God wants to put in your hand. And he's not putting it in your hand for you to keep. He's putting it in your hand so that you can give away. Freely you receive, freely you give. Okay, now I got a couple more thoughts and we're going we're gonna to wrap it up for tonight. So, we talked about the living water. So there is a marriage between the word of God and the spirit of God. There's a marriage. There's a covenant between the word of God and the spirit of God. God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The word of the Lord, the word of God without the spirit is not truth. The word of God without the spirit is not truth. Do you understand that? Why? Because I just told you that the Holy Spirit and God is married. Why would I say that? Because the Holy Spirit is God's spirit. I want you to get that. The Holy Spirit is God's spirit. It's the spirit of God. Now, when we hear that, we just think, well, there are three. No, the Holy Spirit is God's spirit. Do, do we understand that? that? That's important to understand that. In John chapter 16, verse 13, these words. However, Jesus says, he, the spirit of truth, has come. He will guide you into all truth. So when I said to you, never be intimidated by academics, rank, education, or any other, any other rank of authority, never be intimidated by it. Why? Because the Holy Spirit will always guide you. He has promised to guide you that things that are truthful from God. He will always give you truth. And truth is, it will always outrank any education, any army, any king, any dominion, and the king and his domain. Truth will always outrank it. Why? Because it's the truth of God. So never be intimidated to speak truth. Do, do you understand that? I, I have a young man who who is in Zimbabwe. He just texted me this morning, actually, and and I was telling him he was because he came to faith. Said he was talking about kings and and the presence of kings and tribal kings and on and on and on. So I listened to him that night, and I said, "Hey, I like to talk to you sometime." And he said, "Okay," and so we started talking to each other. And I told him, "I said you are being deceived. I said you've gone to that country." I says, there's one thing to honor something and respect something. There's another thing to bow to it. I say, have you lost your mind? And he says, well, what do you mean? I said, who saved you? He said, Jesus. I said, what is it? He says, my Lord. I said, he's a king. And because he's a king, that makes you a prince of royalty. 
I said, there's nothing on this planet that you bow to but him. And I said, son, I said, the moment you bow to them, they own you. You will bow to them every time you see them. He said, it's customary. I says, no, it ain't not in the kingdom. I said, the only time it is spoken of in the book of Revelation that they laid down their crowns before his throne. The rest of the times they fell like dead men. I said, you've got this all wrong. You don't bow. You be courteous. You expect customs. But this world is not your home. Do you understand that? And the only thing you bow to is King Jesus. There's a story, I'll close with this. There's a story about a great Napoleon. And Napoleon was inspecting his troops. And as he was walking past his troops, he seen a young man there and he looked in his eyes and he seen that the young man was somewhat fearful. And Napoleon looked at the young man and he says, soldier, what is your name? He says, my name is Napoleon. Well, he says, act like it or change it. Caesar was inspecting his troops. And as he was inspecting his troops, he came by. And he seen that some men, some men in his troops never bowed to him. And he turned to his captain and he says, why won't they bow to me? He says, my name is Caesar. And he went over and he asked one young man, he says, I said, bow to the king. And the young man looked up and lifted up his eyes and he said to him, he says, sir, we will have no other king but King Jesus. Man of God, woman of God, you will have no other king but King Jesus. You can respect, you can honor, you all those things I think is good and wise to do, but you bow a knee to nobody but King Jesus. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you so much for the anointing of your spirit, for the wisdom that you have given us to be able to wield the sword of the supernatural, do it with grace and wisdom and knowledge so that we are respecters of your kingdom, respecters of your name and respecters of your word. I pray that an honor would be left in this house, an honor into every heart and every mind, an honor that brings a privilege of serving you as you deliver your grace, your power, and your love so that we may show the world that you sent us. And I thank you, Father, for the richness, the richness of your love that empowers us to live for you, that empowers us to believe you, that empowers us to go the distance for you. I bless this people of God. We lift up our hands towards heaven. It becomes our place of surrender and our posture of humility. And we lift them up and we say, Lord, there's nothing we can do without you. But we can do all things because of you. So, Lord, we lift up our hands and we bless you and we love you. Let these hands be seen from the throne room of heaven as we come to you with grace and love and power and the strength of your spirit. And I ask you to bless, bless this great house of yours, bless this great people of yours, and bless this great treasure of yours. And I thank you for this house. I bless it by the authority that you've given me in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.
This is Apostle Bird. So glad that you tuned into the podcast. I'm looking forward to you enjoying it again. Come with us soon and meet us with our next Supernatural Podcast. God bless you.